morning, good morning. Can I have everybody stand up? We want to say hello to everybody watching out there and all our campuses. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all ready to go this morning? Anybody, anybody get a good workout this morning? Anybody get a good workout this morning? Raise your hand. Let's all the people worked out. I got a good workout this morning. Come on. Let me encourage you, and I don't know how many of y'all, how many of y'all work out at, at any capacity? And how many of y'all work out in the morning? How many of y'all work out at night? Okay, okay. So uh, I used to work out at night. I work out in the morning. It gets me awake. But Sunday morning is um, my favorite workout because it gets me ready for, for this. this is so we can get your adrenaline flowing, get your mind flowing. How many of you do not work out? Raise your hand. Okay, let's, let's pray for those people. Um, I, 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 I'm a health guy. I would, I would highly, highly encourage you to increase the quality of your life. And, and now I'm talking serious. To que- increase the quality of your life, watch what you eat and work out. You want to get your heart flowing. You want to get your blood flowing. It will increase years to your life. I was, I was um, uh, and this is a different topic. I was in a small group this week, and one of the guys was saying that if you have purpose in your life, if you know your purpose, you will live seven years longer than if you don't. And if you work out, and I don't have the stat for it, but you'll live longer than if you were to work out, <laughs> if you're healthier. So I want to encourage you to work out, get, get healthy. And, and if you don't do it at all, if you do it in the morning, it, your, your quality of your day, I mean, you'll burn fat all day. You'll be more alert. You'll have more energy. It, 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 you won't walk in or work like this. You'll walk in like this. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's go. I mean, you may, you may not do this, but you'll, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Some of y'all are like, I don't care. I just want to walk. I just want to roll the poly in because I don't care. Okay. Uh, great video. We are, we are in a Heart for the House series where we are talking about having a heart for this house, what God has called this church to do, and hopefully you're being stirred up to be more invested emotionally, spiritually, physically in the house. In two Sundays from now, we are going to take an offering, a special over and above offering for things we want to do next year, feed the poor, serve the community, build a, uh, a chapel here at, the, uh, at this campus here, and also fund other things at other campuses. And so that's going to be in two weeks from now. You should have gotten a pamphlet like this if you haven't. You can see um, anywhere in your lobby or, or actually go online as well. You can see all the information about things we've done this year. And I'll tell you, one of them, last year we did 10 million evangelistic um, uh, presentations on, on our digital platform, 366,000 decisions for Christ last year. Come on, come on, church. 20,000 pounds of food distributed, uh, amazing. This is all 46,000 hours of volunteer service just from general, general outreach. So there's, you can get all that information, but we want to invest in doing more of that next year. So be praying about um, what you want to do. Our goal is to, is to raise $5 million over and above our normal. So this all costs money, but we want to go over and above that so we can continue to reach out to the community. That's in two weeks from today, and so we'll pray for that. And so let's, let's pray. We got a great message today. I hope that you enjoy it, and uh, we're going to challenge you. How many of y'all want to be challenged today? Okay. How many of you do not want to be challenged today? Okay. Um, good. Y'all ready to go? Okay. Lord, we pray you get in our business and challenge us. Um, bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, uh, God bless you.
Um, turn to um, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 16. 2 Samuel 16. And I want to thank all of y'all for praying for my wife. She is in church today and she's feeling better. Amen. You can pray for her. My wife has a, a heart condition and sometimes it responds to different things in funky ways. I'm giving you a long story, a short version of this long story. So she has a heart condition that uh, they do not do surgery on. So we just got to pray that it doesn't do bad things. So that'd be the end, the long and short of it. Amen? Amen. So I appreciate it. And I also appreciate if, if you follow me on social media at Miles McPherson, I had a little situation with a donut that I had, a, I was tempted by a, a donut and the, the donut was good. <laughs> I ate that bad boy. <laughs> it's really slow. <laughs> so last week, I want to say hello to all the campuses in San Marcos, East County, City Heights, Chula Vista, what's up y'all? Uh, last week we, we, were, we were talking about being grateful and we had a prayer opportunity to tell God how grateful we are. How many of y'all are grateful for what God has done in your life? Amen. Um, and it, it, it was underwhelming at first how grateful we were, how we were expressing that gratefulness. And so I, I figure we'll practice being grateful to God because God wants us to be grateful to him so he can bless us because if he, if he knows that we're grateful, he knows that we can handle his blessing. Amen? So I'm going to put a prayer up on the screen, and we're going to start today's service by telling God how grateful he is. This is something that I, I am so jealous. I'm going to say jealous. Jealous for you that you would be able to do this all the time and be blessed by it, and then watch God bless you because you did it sincerely from your heart. And God is jealous for you because God wants to bless you but he will only bless you if he feels like you can handle the blessing. And one of the ways that he knows you can handle the blessing is that you acknowledge that he's blessed you and that you're giving him credit. A friend of mine, I, was, I, was, I told you a story last week. I was talking to a guy who was an executive and he was, uh, you know, in flying in private jets and all this kind of stuff. And he got to the point, and he's a Christian, where he said to God, literally, I got it from here. I got it from here. In other words, I, I, I made someone success. It's on me. I don't need you anymore. You don't ever want to be there. Can I get an amen? amen? So we always want to remind ourselves that it's really about God. And, we, and, the, and the more passionate we can remind ourselves that it's all about God, the more clear and articulate and, 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 and consistent we can acknowledge that it's all about God, the more that we really acknowledge it's all about God. But if we just spend two minutes, going, I mean, 30 seconds, yeah, God, thanks a lot. Yeah, but, you know, I appreciate this, but, but I'm on my way. No, no, God, this is really you. So let's do this. As we read this, I want you to connect and reflect on the presence of God as we're reading this. I, I want you to, to, to marinate in what you're saying. Amen? If, if you want to stand, you can. If you want to shout, you can. But we're just going to read this. But I want you to reflect on, we're going to tell God how grateful we are because of him. Amen? Let's, let's put that up there. Okay, y'all ready? One, two, three. Thank you, God, for waking me up today. Thank you, God, for getting me to church today. I praise you for my church family. 
Thank you, God, for providing the technology to see and hear the service. I praise you because you always have a word for me and answer to my questions and comfort for my pain. Thank you, God, for your unconditional love. Thank you, God, for your forgiveness, Lord. I praise you for another chance to get it right. I adore you for filling me with the Holy Spirit. Come on, speak louder than me. I exalt you for your holy character. I love you because you give me opportunities to serve. Thank you that you have given me the opportunity to give financially. Thank you, God, for your grace in my life. Thank you for your patience in my life. Thank you, God, for your blessing in my life. Thank you, God, for your whisper in dark hours. Thank you, God, for your peace in my troubled times. Thank you, God, for your encouragement when I'm discouraged. Thank you. <laughs> Good, I don't want to miss it. Thank you, God, for your strength in my weakness. Holy Spirit, thank you for the supernatural gifts you have given me. Come on now, church. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me understand the word. Come on, church. Holy Spirit, thank you for praying on my behalf because I do not know what I should pray for as I ought. Jesus, thank you for paying for my sin. Jesus, thank you for being my example of a servant. Jesus, thank you for your overcoming power in my sin and my life. Oh, Lord, I cannot wait to hear what you will speak into my life today. But I thank you in advance because I know it will be what I need. I love you, Lord. Speak to me, Lord. Fill me, Lord. Encourage me, Lord. Bless me, Lord. In Jesus' name, I need nothing more than you, God. Amen. Come on, church. Come on, church. Just close your eyes for a minute. Just close your eyes for a minute. I want you. God is so blessed. And he says, if my people could just do that every day and acknowledge my blessings in their life. I would bless them so much more. I would reveal so much more to them. They would have so much joy, so much peace, so much more strength. They would see my vision for their life so much more clearer if they can just acknowledge my presence, my blessings. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Come on. Last week we saw the series called Heart for the House. Everyone say Heart for the House. Let's look at what heart means. Heart means passion for something, committed to doing something. House means the people of God, the physical church building, or our family. So when we say heart for the house, how much passion and commitment do you have to what God is doing at, and specifically our church, all our physical buildings, the people is the, is the house, the, the physical building is the house. What is your passion for what we are called to do? Or are you just kind of come once a week, I mean once a month or whatever, every now and then just to check the box? What is your passion? And we, and, and we talked about to have a heart for the house. There are three things, basic things. A heart for the house has to have a heart for God. It has to start with God. Can I get amen? amen. God is the beginning, the middle, and the end. It's all about Jesus. Come on now. Come on, somebody. And, and so we have to always remind ourselves of that. It is not about the, the fun you have here or the music or, or you, if you're laughing in the sermon or whatever. It is about what God is doing in our lives because at the end of the day, you stand before God alone. He's going to ask you to account for your soul. No one else's. Your soul. So a heart for the house, you have to have a heart for God. Number two, a heart for the house has a heart for God's kingdom. What does God want you to do in the kingdom of God? It's so much bigger than us. It is the kingdom 
of God. And if you ever travel to other churches, especially if you go to other countries, and you see the same Holy Spirit doing stuff there, it's like, wow, it's the same connection, same family. And then the heart for the house has a heart for God's people. How are we interacting with each other? We all get on each other's nerves. Can I get amen? amen. Come on. It's amen if people get on your nerves. Not all of us in here. But it's, how about this? Elbow above the ear. If you, if you affirm it, if you agree, if you have anybody that gets on your nerves as a person, raise your hand. Come on now. Okay. Keep your hand up for a minute. If you are the person that gets on someone else's nerves, raise your hand. Come on now, church. Amen. Amen. <laughs> a heart for the house says, I want to do better. Half of the house says, I want to do better. The people that have hurt me the most in my 22 years of being a senior pastor are the Christians. That's fine. I got to do better. Not, not preventing them from doing that. I can't do that, but I got to do better in how I respond. And so how we respond. So one part of the series, we're going to learn that. Now, in this series we're learning today, uh, uh, in this series we're teaching, it's about David, King David was a king who wanted to build a house for the Lord. And he was jealous to praise God in a way that God was happy. Now, when you think jealousy, you think, well, jealousy is a bad thing. Nope, God is a jealous God. He wants you to focus only on him. Right? Isn't that kind of egotistical? No, because he made you for that purpose. He didn't make you and say, you know, you got options that are going to be good. There's only one good option, and that's him. And yes, he has the prerogative to make that decision. And so God is jealous. Now you may say, let's, let's read what jealousy means. Look what jealousy Jealousy is a fiercely protective and unaccepting disloyalty. God cannot accept a relationship with him where you are loyal to something else. I'm going to say it again. God does not have a relationship doesn't want to have a relationship with you if you are loyal to something else. And so if you think there's multiple choices that are acceptable to God, they're not. It's either you're loyal to God or you're disloyal to God. And that's how it is. Let all the ladies in the house raise your hand. Raise your hand. All the ladies say, hey. Okay. For all the ladies in the house, if you met a guy and he said, listen, I'm going to be faithful to you for four days a week. And I'm going to, be, I'm going to have another guy for three days a week. But you get four days and he only gets three. Say hey if that's okay. Okay, I didn't think so. If you did, we got counseling in the lobby for you after church. That's not acceptable. You want 100%. Can I get amen, ladies? God, so why would God want any less than that? Why would God want any less than that? So this is a definition. Another definition of loyalty is desirous of exclusivity in a relationship. God says I have to be the only God in your life. And if, and, and if loyalty to me means your whole family leaves you, so be it. Oh. But here's what he says. For everyone who leaves father and mother because of me, in other words, their father and mother says, I reject you, you will gain a hundredfold. What's the hundredfold? Here's your new family. Here's your new family. Do I have people in my family? Do I have people in my family who've done this to me? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. My grandfather on his deathbed, and my grandfather, if I had, if I, if, if anybody in my family, yes, I would love to speak to my mother and father again, but my grandfather, I would love to get an hour talk to my grandfather. But right before he died, 
I shared the gospel with him. And in so many words, said, Grandpa, you're getting ready to die. And if you don't accept Christ, you're going to go to hell. It's like my last opportunity to, to speak truth to him. No exceptions. God don't, got no exceptions. And he got saved, thank God. Right, he prayed. But, but, but my point is that God says, I am so jealous. I want to be the one that blesses you. God wants to bless you. Now, you may be sitting there going, man, that sounds kind of egotistical to God. That's because you don't understand how small you are and how big God is. How insignificant you are and how big God is. God don't need you. He don't need me. He made you for that purpose. He made you for the purpose of having a relationship with him. Look, look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. Exodus chapter 20. You shall not make for yourself a carved image of any likeness to anything that is in heaven or above, or that is in heaven on earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for the Lord your God is a jealous God. He's a jealous guy. He wants exclusivity in your relationship. Next verse. Let's do the next verse. Let's get through this really quick. All the way to the next uh, passage. Keep going. Keep going. Here we go. Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. And make for yourselves uh, a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. And it says, for the Lord your God is a consuming fire and a jealous God. God says, do not worship anything. What are some things you can worship? Money, your looks, sex, um, your career, motherhood. Motherhood. Where your responsibility as a mother is more important than your commitment to God. And, and you have to do everything for your kids. Watch out. Be careful. That's something you have to really pray about. I've seen it a hundred times. And, and, and at some point, you got to let it go. Got to let it go. Let's look at the next verse. Let's look at the next verse. Joshua. Joshua said to the people, you cannot serve the Lord your God. He is a holy God. He is a jealous God. These people were trying to serve two gods and other idols. And it says, he will not forgive your transgressions nor your sins if you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods. If you go serve other gods, God's not going to bless you. God wants it all. He's a jealous God. So David, let's look to our, our message today. David was jealous that God would know he loved God. And he wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant to the city of David and then eventually build a house because his heart was for the house. Today we're going to look at a heart for the house as a jealous heart. Say jealous heart. Hit say jealous heart. I want, I, my, my challenge and encouragement to you today is that you would have a jealous heart like David, that you would say, God, I want you to know that there is nothing more important to me than worshiping you. In other words, I don't go to church, then I go to work, then I play softball, then I watch football, and then I, then I, then I, then I you know, I have a party with my friends, and then I go to church. It's not the same. They're not the same. God, I worship you. 
And I don't want anybody to ever, 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 and especially you, God, be mistaken. I am jealous for you. I want to be committed to you. I'm passionate about what you have this church doing. If it's my church, if it's your church, I'm passionate about what you have for me to do in this church. I'm passionate about how you want me to love people. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And, and, and Lord, I, that is the primary purpose of my life. Because I'm going to tell you, when God birthed you, when God, the Bible says, formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you, he called you, he, he ordained you to do something for his glory, not for yours, not for mine. And when I say mine, I didn't, he, he didn't create me for me, he didn't create you for you, he created you for him. And when you get focused on that, boom, blessings flow. But if you're trying to create your own deal, it'll never work in his eyes. In his eyes. So let's look at point number one. Point number one. A jealous heart hungers to praise God. Say a jealous heart hungers to praise God. In a few minutes, we're going to read that gratefulness again. And, and, and I want us to read it like, God, I want you to know I mean this. And I'm telling you, if you pray like that every day and just to tell. Listen, we spend all time kind of time complaining to God. God, I'm complaining about this. I'm complaining about this. I'm complaining. I don't have this. 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 I want this. I want this. I want this. And then we'll come time to thanking God. Uh, if we can thank God like we complain to God, <laughs> if we can thank God like we ask God for stuff, if we can tell God the stuff he's done as much as we can tell God the stuff we want, oh my gosh, your life will change. How many of y'all want your life to be blessed? On your drive home today, whatever campus you're at, take the bus, ride your bike, do your, your little skateboard with the motor on it, or your bike with the, with, the, with the motor. Please, get a bike and do this and get some exercise. Yeah. <laughs> things that things kids don't play to like. We play, we, when I was a kid, yes, I'm going to go back to back then when we didn't have motorcycles for little kids. We'd run all day outside. We go leave in the morning, mom. I'll see you when the, when it, when it gets dark. Now again, we didn't have so many pedophiles walking around the street at back in the day, so I know it gets scary. It's scary. However, however, as you're going home today, driving home, here's a challenge for you: spend the whole time thanking God. Just drive home, ride home on the bus. God, I thank you for this. 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 And watch what happens in your heart. And then, and then, once your heart changes, watch how you start to see things different. And then, once you start to see things different, watch the stuff, the blessings that come to your life. The key is that when the blessings come, God, I thank you for that. Don't say, I got it from here, God. I'm good. Thank him. Okay? Give me that picture of the ark. So this is the ark. David. It's coming because I see it on the back screen. I see it. David wanted to build. There it is. David wanted to bring the ark, and he did in this story, to his city. And when he brought the ark to the city, he started dancing and he took off his royal clothes. And then he blessed the people. This is us. That we would say, God, I want so bad to be in your presence. The ark represented God's presence. The ark represented God's power. And he says, I want it here in the city. 
my city, the city of David, Jerusalem. I want it in the main place where we could all be around it because it was in a little town. And so they're going to bring the ark and he's going to dance and he's going to bless the people. And his, one of his wives is going to say, I'm, I'm ashamed of you because you took your clothes off. You took your royal robe off. And then he's going to curse. Well, she's going to get cursed because she disdained him. But he's going to say, no, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to praise God. Can I get an amen? amen. I, I, and, and, and I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to praise God. However God wants to express himself through me, I'm going to praise God. I'm not going to be worried about what that person thinks. I'm going to praise God ugly and not, 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 not critty, okay? I'm going to get nasty, okay? So look what it says. Look what it says. Point number one, it says, when it was told David that the Lord had blessed the house of Obed and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God, so David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed to the city of David with gladness. So what happened was the ark was in someone's a little town that was getting blessed. And David says, I want to hear. How many of you ever heard of other people getting blessed and you say, I want that blessing? Let me say it another way. How many of you have heard people's prayers being answered and God blessing them financially, God blessing them with opportunities and, and God getting them through stuff? You say, man, how come God, I want, I want some of that on my life. Can I get an Amen. Amen. This is what David, David was, I was jealous in a good way for God's blessing. I am jealous for you. I want you to be blessed with God's blessing. I want you to know God's faithfulness. I don't want you to sit around going, hey, God, don't do nothing for me. Man, you're missing out on something. And so David, when David heard this, he says, I want that Say, I want that. If you come, when you come to church, I want you to have this expectation that God is going to say something to you about your life. You should come here saying, I got this problem, God. Can you, can you help me with it? Yes. Bring that to God. Bring that to God. Number two. What's number two in your notes? Number two, a jealous God praises God shamelessly. He was dancing around. He took off his royal clothes. He didn't care. He was the king. He was just dancing around. And look what the Bible says. The Bible says, so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of trumpet. And now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, who's the king, he took the kingship from, looked through the window and saw David, this was David's wife, leaping and twirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. She said, what is he doing? He's dancing around because he is so jacked. Some people walk to church, yeah, go to church. Uh-uh, I cannot wait. I'm in church on time. I want to get all the worship. I want to get the word. I got my Bible. I got my pen or something. I'm taking notes and I'm excited because God is going to say something to me. Y'all going to get there. 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 Jealous heart praises, produces blessing overflow. When you're blessed, you can be a blessing. People who are, people who are, oh, nothing's going on good. I guess I'm going to go to church today. And God's not going to do anything for me. The Bible says the mouth speaks in the overflow of the heart. If there's nothing left but doomsday in here, that's what's going to come out. But if there's praise in here, God did this for me, God did this for me, God did this for me. 
Oh my gosh, look what the Bible says. Look what the Bible says. It says, when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. He blessed the people. Look to the person next to you and just say these words, whether you know them or not, just say these words, God loves you. Look to, person, look to someone you don't know and say, God loves you. Look to someone next to you and ask them their name that you do not know and say, Jimmy, God loves you. Don't call them Jimmy, ask them their name. <laughs> How many of y'all got called Jimmy right now and, and you're not, the name is not Jimmy? <laughs> people calling people Jimmy. Come on. I appreciate the obedience, but you know, it's kind of the spirit of what I'm saying. <laughs> Look at number four. Look at number four. Number four, and we're going to take communion. Look at number four. It says, a jealous heart praises for God's approval. When we were praising God and saying, God, thank you for this, thank you for this, were you doing it as though God was looking at you saying, as you were saying it to God's face? Or were you doing it because, well, I don't know who's in here. And I'll just say When you pray, when you read, when you... Go to work every day. Do everything for the glory of God. Amen. Look, what, look what David said to his wife. He said, and Michal, the daughter of, God, daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king Israel today, uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants as one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michal, Michal is his wife. It was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father. <laughs> Her father was King Saul. And he said, God chose me over your father instead of your father and his house and your brothers. So David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of Israel, Lord uh, people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. I will be even more undignified than that. And I will be humble in my own sight. But as for me, and the, for, but as for the maidservants of whom you have spoken of, of those ladies you're talking about, by them I will be held in honor. You don't know what you're talking about. And so, and, and, but look what it says. Uh, uh, this, is, this, is the, this is the scary part. Therefore, Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. Mm, mm, mm. Wonder why God put that in there. Now this is not a this is not a thing on ladies. This is about people. If you honor God, First Samuel two thirty. If you honor God, He will honor you. How many of y'all want God to honor you and favor you? He's not going to bow down to you, but He's going to give you favor. Amen. Easy, just honor Him. Easy, honor Him. If you don't honor God, He will not honor you. Now I'm not saying if you're not having babies, God's not honoring you. Two different things. However, however, the definition of a curse is a withholding of a blessing. And God withholds blessings of all forms to us. And sometimes we don't get stuff because it's not God's plan, so it's not necessarily a curse. But my point is if you want to be blessed, honor God. You want God to withhold blessing? Dishonor God. And one of the ways to dishonor God is to play him like he's common. Just treat the things of the spirit as common. Let's take our communion now. When we take communion, 
we are acknowledging and giving honor to God that he died for our sin. All the campuses are going to take this together. If you don't have a communion cup, just raise your hand. We have ushers and usherettes walking through the sanctuary. We have one right there in the second level. Just raise your hand. Last Supper, Jesus took the bread and he broke it and said, this is my body, take, eat. When we take this, we're acknowledging that Jesus' body was beat and nailed to the cross for us. Jesus' body was beat, whipped, hit with rods, punched in the face, nails through his hands and feet for us. And we are acknowledging that he did it for us. People who weren't believing in him. And he did it voluntarily because he loves you. His love motivated him to you. To die for you and me. Lord, we thank you. We take this acknowledging. We acknowledge that you died and rose from the dead. And we thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. Lord, we want you to know that we appreciate you. We want you to know that we love you. We want you to know that there is no other God or idol in our life that we need to have. There's no other God, false God, an idol that can compare to you. And we acknowledge that now in Jesus' name, amen.